Alright, so we are recording. So today is February 19th, 2016. So which kitty did you want to begin with? Well, I think Paul in particular had a specific request for this conversation and he wanted to talk specifically to Timmy. Okay. Maybe he has a specific question. Gotcha. So let me just tune in. So Timmy, please. Okay, he's all ears. So Paul, your question. Um, it's, it's a very general question to begin with. Okay. Because of all the three cats we have in the house, I think his, his behavior in the last couple of weeks has been the most erratic. Okay. I just wanted to, to ask a very, very general question as to what he thinks is going on at the moment. Just very general sense from him as to why he thinks might things might be disturbed or okay just sure. in a general sense absolutely so timmy you want to speak to that okay so he shows me two things happening he shows me the image of a door closing when i ask him what does that mental image mean please he says well people are coming and going coming and going um <clears throat> he feels like people aren't you guys aren't just you know hanging out, doing your usual evening, this would be late, late evening activities. He just feels that things are kind of up in the air as far as whether you're gonna stay put or not in the house that particular evening. So he says there's a lot of coming and going. The other thing he's telling me is he says the emotions, uh, the emotions of my people, he feels are very much like ro a roller coaster. There's ups and downs. Um, he tells me that he is having trouble integrating these emotional feelings in his body. To him, he's a very sensitive cat, a very sensitive individual. If you've ever, you know, met a person who's described as sensitive, well, he's a sensitive cat. And as a result of these emotions being up and down, it's like he can't sit still. He tells me he's here and there and everywhere. He shows me being up and down. It's like he can't get comfortable in the living space um, because these emotions are running through him. Now, they're not harming me, is what he says, that he's not having any problem, you know, as far as them doing any harm or creating any negative turmoil in him, but it is making him feel a little uneasy, and so it feels like he has a tough time kind of landing one spot and staying down for a count, unless it's an afternoon nap. He does tell me he takes his afternoon naps quite well, and these he does a great amount of sleeping through, but other than that, he's a busy bee and all over the place. Um, when I ask him any specifics as far as what your awareness is about your people's situation, things that are going on, he says it's mostly like, how do I console them? He says, I get that they're upset. I don't get he fully understands, you know, everything that's getting going on. He gets that there's something, as he describes it, up with your stomach, Robin. Okay, he says there's something with your stomach that he's aware of, but he, he doesn't have all the ins and outs or details of it. What you guys need to inform him about, and I would highly suggest both both of you say out loud to him and the other cats in the days ahead out loud is an explanation of here's what's going on. You know, and you can do that in your own time. Just tell him here's what's going on. We're, we're having, you know, this done and that done. We're going in and out because of these reasons. Our emotions are up and down like roller coaster because of this. Inform him because when they're informed, then it's going to be easier for him to say, oh, that explains your behavior. He is in reaction or response to you guys that he's reacting to your behavior. 
I wanted to actually communicate to him about the strangers in the house coming to help me okay. with my health situation, with the, that they are coming here to to help me, and uh, and there are all these alternative therapists and, and all that kind of thing. And uh, yeah, I was actually going to ask him whether he had any specific perception about the situation, or even if any of the cats have any specific kind of maybe advice about the situation. But it could be that it's another cat that has something specific. Gotcha. Something specific. Sure. Let me see what Timmy has to say to that first. So Timmy, you know, he's not used to having strangers in the house is what he says. Um, it, it, it makes him feel uncomfortable. He doesn't know what to do with himself. Guys, just give him permission to kind of stand back and watch because it feels like that's what he wants to do. Um, give him the okay to do that, that he doesn't, you don't expect him to be friendly or to, you know, do anything in particular. Just tell him, just sit and watch and relax. That will kind of take the pressure off of him with the people coming and going. Okay. As far as anything in particular advice for Robin, um, you know, he feels that if you, well, when you lay down on your back, he thinks that you can pick up some sort of sensation there in your, hmm, it's, the region he's pointing out is above your stomach, below your heart. It might feel to you like a heavy sensation, but only around the size of a walnut, so a very tiny sensation. When I ask him, what is this we're trying to describe here? Timmy says she needs to relax. He feels there's a bit of a knot or tension, kind of like muscular, um, that he feels is in this region he's talking about. He says to unravel that, you have to relax. He feels that your stomach, Robin, is being um, the muscles around it are lifting it or pulling it up closer towards your heart or your chest because of tension, anxiety um, as well. And he's just saying you need to relax in a horizontal position. He says I need to lay on you or near you in order to help you kind of relax and uncoil all of that and then you'll feel better. He's actually been sleeping very close to my stomach. Mm, he's doing work. <laughs> Um, now Chippy is coming in here. Same question. Go right ahead, Chippy. Um, okay, he says that she needs to relax. He feels like the biggest piece he can, of advice he can offer you, Robin, directly is to relax. Now, in what way does she need to relax? Now, he's talking about emotionally. He thinks you've been actually doing a good job the last, well, he says 24 hours especially. He says you go through spikes, moments, where it's not so easy. Um, and he says, I'm just taking everything in stride. He says, do you see I'm being a cool cucumber? In other words, he, it just feels like he is, all the changes that are happening in the household that you know are very much affecting sensitive Timmy, Chippy is just like observing and he's doing it with such grace and such patience. He says, be like me, mom, be grace, be patience. Mm -hmm. That's quite profound, actually. Yes, and Dibby, Dibby has no comma on that particular question. Mm -hmm. Okay, what else? Uh, Paul, you might have some questions. I, well, I think I probably do, but I'm trying to think now. Um, do they... Do cats... Um, okay, this is a very, very general question, and I'm not sure if there's a very, very good answer to this. Can cats not only feel things, but can they tell us what to do about things? Can they, can they give us recommendations, not only for us to understand how they feel, but can they tell us 
maybe how we should act as well? Or is that too much to ask of cats? No, they perceive the world just like you and I as humans do, Paul. So my understanding and everything I've witnessed from them is, you know, sometimes they can offer a wealth of information and sometimes they can't because they're all unique in what they know and what they don't know. Now, let me just go to your family. And so Timmy's volunteering to speak on this. So Timmy, how do you want to answer that since you are a cat? He says, I'm aware of a lot of what's going on. I don't always understand your out loud spoken words. It depends on how hard I'm trying to pay attention to them. He tells me that he's noise sensitive, doesn't care for blaring noises or things that have like a, like a TV that would be in what he could describe as a hum mode, hum, like a, the, la the sound is too loud, it's too much of a vibration. He says, in this way I sense the energy of the planet, the energy of the world, the energy of your bodies. He says, emotionally, he says, I feel your energies of up, ups and downs. So he perceives, well, what's going on in the physical in a very um, kind of feeling kind of way, in an emotional kind of way. That's his interpretation. Now, as far as any advice or anything, he says, he says, I sometimes don't know what to do with myself. He says, I send mixed messages. He admits he does this. He says, so just like you humans, I don't have all the answers. He says, sometimes I don't know what to do and you don't know what to do. You stand up, you sit down, you stand up, you sit down. He says, and I pace. He says, that's my thing. When I don't know what to do with myself, I pace, I go and look and I pace some more. It doesn't feel like he does this all the time, but this is when he's in indecision or doesn't know what to do, this is how he handles it. So again, he says, I don't have all the answers, but yes, we understand more than you give us credit for, more than you think. Um, he's referring to his sister now, Dibby. He's just saying, see, she's very sensitive too. He says that she likes a quiet life, a quiet lifestyle. I'm more her older brother who likes to, well, be seen. I like to, well, engage with my world. <laughs> it's like Timmy is more interested. Now his world is defined very much as within the confines of your, your apartment. Um, it feels like he's not talking about outside your dwelling. And he just says, I like to engage with objects and things of that sort. And he just thinks his sister has a whole different way of living. So as a result, we live different. He says, we know different things. He says, she senses, okay. So she senses discord that in the past she feels has been, he's speaking for her, but that has gone on um, kind of like an undercurrent between the two of you. Um, and Timmy's just commenting, it's very good to talk. Communication is wonderful between two peers, in other words, two friends, or in this case yourselves, human to human, who love each other. Let me ask, Dibby, would you be willing to speak on your own behalf regarding this? Um, she has no desire to. <laughs> She's okay with letting Timmy do it. Timmy has to do everything first, she says, so I let him. Okay. okay. Is, there, is there any difference between um, breeds of cats. So we have two Burmese and one Russian blue. Is there any difference between cats communicate between breeds or that doesn't matter at all? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yep, Dog, or cats can talk to other cats regardless of the same background heritage or breed or not. Cats can talk to dogs. They can actually telepath with people. We're doing that right now. Um, it just requires a quiet mind and the average domestic animal and definitely wild animals have quiet minds. So they tend to be right on par and very receptive to telepathing with each other. Humans tend to have busy minds, which is why most average humans are not in that category of telepathing with the rest of life, <laughs> with the rest of the animals out there. We think too much, mm -hmm. gets in the way. Okay. Are there, are there, are there, um, 
The cat, therefore, not perceiving, let's say, my health situation in any particularly dramatic way at the moment, they're just more perceiving this knot in the stomach. Um, Timmy is volunteering, so Timmy... Um, he says, I'm aware of a few other things. Um, he thinks that sometimes, Robin, you get... He describes them as tension, headaches, but it's because your body's dry and dehydrated. He feels is the reason why you sometimes get... Uh, he shows me, like, the back of your back of your head. This might be the section that's closer to the upper part of your neck. Um, he feels that sometimes you get a dry knot there, is how he describes it. So make sure you're drinking fluids. He offers you this advice, too. Um, he says, watch the sugar. He actually shows me an image of like batting sugar out of your hands. He says, no sugar for Robin. When I ask him, what do you want to say about this more? Why? He just doesn't feel that this is healthy for you at this time. Doesn't mean that it won't be, you know, weeks from now. But he just thinks that right now good, um, pure water is what your cells are seeking. He also thinks if you stop doing the um, drinking a lot of water at a certain time of day, such as in the early morning hours or early afternoon, and then he, he shows me the image as if your water intake was decreasing as the evening came on. He shows me like the ideal way, he says, of drinking water is drink like a cat. You drink it when you need it, but throughout the day. You don't just do it all chugging in the morning. Um, so make sure you're spreading out your water intake, but do keep your water intake up, he advises. Okay. I'm not sure if this is a fair question. How do you have any idea if uh, Joanna was not behaving in the way that they would like? So, could I, what sense? No, not having your water intake. Or uh -huh. how 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 can the cat show this? Do they oh. do they have any particular way of? us knowing how they would show it or yeah so Timmy is there anything behavior you do that would demonstrate when she is dehydrated he says no he says I don't do anything I'm telling you right now because you asked he says a lot of times we animals we think things to you humans but you humans well your thoughts are busy they're in the way you don't always sense our thoughts coming through as a result um, when I ask is there a certain behavior you can use to indicate he says no. He thinks that, Robin, you're very actually very good these days at sensing when you're getting a little dehydrated and trust that inner knowing that you have. He's very much allowing you, Robin, to have your experience. He doesn't. He loves you so much that so he doesn't want to rob you of your experience, but he is kind of pointing out there are times when your water intake is not evenly spread throughout the day. Um, so he's kind of, uh, Paul, just kind of offering advice in this moment of something he sensed in the recent past. And again, he says no sugar. That's and and Paul, how they know what they know, I can't even always, you know, um, no, tell. I understand this. It's, yeah. Yes, exactly. It's not. Yeah. It's, it's not a not always a question without an answer. I know. Yeah. So okay, we've had a few big. We've kind of as part of this whole change that we are undergoing now, the crisis situation. We've made uh, some important decisions. We would change our jobs and change the place where we live, okay. the cats accepted. We would like to go back to living in Malta and completely relocate there. Would the cats accept, accept that change? Um, Timmy says he'll be scared of, I guess there's a flight involved, he'll be scared of the flight, but when, when you're actually there, Timmy, he says he'll adapt. He wants fresh air coming in through the windows. Um, the air in, okay, okay, the current living space feels like it's, he shows me like, I don't know, the environment around your neighborhood, I guess he shows me like dust, um, a light version of pollution, so the air there will definitely be fresher, 
he feels he can definitely adapt to that and the sunshine he's definitely willing to go with you he shows me he's just concerned about the flight and that's because of his own fear coming up as far as dibby she says i'm part of the family i'll always go where they go she says i'm a soft character i'm kind i'm gentle um she says tell timmy to relax she thinks that paul actually if you tell timmy to relax physically even though there's going to be people coming into the home, say an hour from now or something of the sort, that it will help Timmy have a heads up. There's people coming and you've already told him what you want him to do, which is to relax. And she thinks that he will listen to you. Um, as far as Chippy goes, how about moving to, moving to Malta? Um, Ch Chippy, Chippy's just kind of nodding his head. He feels that it's very important, actually, that the two of you bring balance back into your life, whatever that looks like, however that is. Um, and he just shows me, like, getting on a boat and going over there with you. <laughs> so he's got no concerns about going. Okay. All right. Can I ask um, maybe a quite specific thing? Okay. Um, when Timmy comes to me, he comes to me every morning at a very, well, more or less a specific time. Okay. Um, and I'm in bed and he comes and sits on me and I'm not sure every morning what he wants. Maybe he doesn't know what he wants, but does yeah. he have any sense when he wakes me in the morning and he sits on my chest? Is it, yeah. does he have anything particular that he wants or just, it's just that he wants to kind of say hello and good morning? He, he explains it to me as it's kind of like a friend sitting with, with another friend. So he comes, he sits on your chest, he shows me an image of gazing down at you, you waking up. But I also show am shown the image of you holding still and like just allowing him to be there. I don't see you immediately rolling off the, you know, out of bed and being like, oh, he, Timmy just woke me up, now we need to get up. There seems to be a, I don't know, a minute or so hesitation where he's being with you. This is a cat being with you. Paul and he's enjoying uh -huh. it. It's I don't get he's desiring food or anything. Now the moment your feet hit the floor, it feels like he, he wants to be on the move and, and well guide you elsewhere into the house. But not in that moment of just laying with you. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I had I Paul had another question which was an interesting one, I think, which I remembered. Was there some specific purpose to Timmy the way he came into the family? And the way, like, we chose him or he chose us, it was a very special, very quick bond. Okay. And a very unexplained sort of like a tug to get him as well on my part initially. And then Paul chose him. So is there some kind of a purpose to him coming into the family that he, he thinks he's fulfilling? Well, he tells me that he knew he was needed by you. He shows me the image of like hugging you, Paul, around the neck with his, his two paws or his legs. As a tiny guy, when I asked, tell me more, he says, I just had this knowingness. I had to be with this family. Um, you might have thought you chose him, but it's really the other way around. He, as far as he's concerned, chose you, both of you. Um, he tells me that I was also here to be the monkey in the house. Now, the monkey, what does the monkey mean, please? He says to be here and there and everywhere and to move a lot of energy. Okay, so it just gives me the impression of being really a very active cat moving about the home. Um, I wouldn't call him hyper. I, I wouldn't call him hyper at all. But he tells me that he has this ability to shift energy in the house. It's kind of like, he says, 
oh, how do I describe this? Kind of like he's a tornado, and he helps to shift the wind from the east to the west in the house, and from the north and the south. This is kind of, instead of doing it with just the air in your home, he's actually doing it with the energy. Um, he tells me that he was trying to create peace, specifically, energetically, for you both, uh, and he gives me within the last 18 months. He was striving to really create a foundation of peace, when I ask for what purpose, he says, because we all needed it. Okay. He feels he succeeded. Okay. Yeah, that's, so, that's all he says about coming to you initially. He picked you. So, because he, he, he a, a, a lot of the time, he wants to be picked up and... You've already mentioned that he kind of wants to be around your shoulders, and that's where he he finds comfort. Um, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not even sure what my question is now. But if if he wants to do that, is is there under any circumstance that you should kind of tell him no, that you should reject him, or? I'm, not, I'm sorry, I'm not even sure my question, because he always wants to be with me, particularly recently. He always wants to be with me and yeah. pick him up. And and sometimes, you know, as a as an owner, you think, okay, I, I love my cat and I should be with him. But then I think, is it too much? I'm, well, okay, I'm not sure what my That's question okay. is. That's okay. That's okay. He's <laughs> speaking. So when he gets picked up and held by you, Paul, he gives me the impression of like his heart being at that point very close to your own heart. I mean, it's not exactly lined up perfect, but he shows me it's like when he is with you being held, he shows me himself purring and going into, he calls it, I go into little soft man mode where he becomes soft like a marshmallow and very um, uh, droopy and he's just sinking right in into you is what he shows me when he does this he feels that he's getting love and attention from you but he's also giving it he says if you have time to pick me up and hold me he says do it because i create emotional peace in your heart he tells me that you sometimes paul get um frustrated with yourself impatient with yourself like you think things should go a certain way and they don't end up panning out going that way and 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 you get flustered or upset and he tells me he's he's often trying to send the message through his heart and he's been doing this for a lifetime you know the entire time he's been with you in your life he says i've been trying to tell you everything's okay and that change is okay too um, change is okay. Have patience with change because he says that's a natural flow of things. The abundance of the universe is always in a state of flux and change. He says, I'm um, trying to stay static or keeping life to look a certain way all the time, the same way, same way. He says it's like you become a straight pin and you're stuck in wood and the breeze is blowing and eventually you're going to snap and break because the breeze is the breeze, which represents the flow of life. He says is going to be too much for you. He says, but if you bend, in like a tree, he says in that breeze, it'll be a lot easier. So he's telling you to just take things all in um, as they come and go. Uh, take it in ease and flow. Um, so this is a lifetime sort of teaching he's offering you. Now, he says, I'm not needy. He doesn't consider himself needy where, you know, he's always got to be in your arms. But he will take advantage of the fact when your arms are free or he thinks you need to sit down where he'll ask for your attention in the hopes that you'll pick him up 
put him, you know, hug him to you, and then you'll sit down or you'll keep standing and offer him peace and attention then. Um, so he's not shy about asking for it, but he, he's not doing it out of a place of unbalance. He's doing it from a place of, oh, you need some love and I need it too, so let's make us both happy. Here I am. Uh-huh, okay. Yeah, I understand. What about he's, he still had a, you know, he still has these episodes of peeing around the house? Yeah, and um, the, house, the house feels very small to him, this particular home. Um, he gets, uh, he shows me himself pacing, walking around like a tiger would walk around a small pen. And, well, I just see him acting out. So when I ask, so why don't you just use the litter box even though it's a smaller space? He says, I need bigger territory. So if you had bigger territory, how would that alleviate whatever you need alleviation in? He says, I would feel more like myself, more relaxed. He says, there's this, um, the, the, you know, there's only a finite certain amount of space within the home. He tells me that Chippy is very easygoing and just kind of takes life all in stride and that Dibby doesn't require an awful lot of space. But he says, for me, I'm more like a prowling cat. I've got to move beyond the move. So do you understand that when you go outside the box, it creates stress on your people? If you were to utilize it, it would make them happier. He says, I need to be balanced first in order to use the box. Is there something wrong with the box? Um, make sure the box is in shadow, guys. He shows me like the image of a cat box being, I don't know, stuffed in a corner or up against a wall or in shadow. Not necessarily darkness or a dark room, but like, I don't know, it doesn't see a light, feel like it's in a bright, well-lit, open space. Um, it feels like he would prefer that. Uh, it also feels like a bigger box is more his style. But again, bringing it out into, when I ask, where would you want it? He would want it out, okay, in, feels like the living room. Um, when I ask why there, he says, because it's a bigger space. You know, in the wild, and this is me talking now, in the wild, feral cats have no problem eliminating at key areas that are in open spaces to other cats. And that's for informational purposes, of course. You know, they give information through their urine. Um, it feels like he is finding the space too small, the litter box not in the, in the most desirable place. There's stress going on. He's very sensitive. He's in reaction to that. And so he's already in a little bit unbalanced because he's on edge. And so... Yeah. He's not being as selective as he could. Um, you know, that might all change when you guys get to Malta and everybody relaxes and the space is hopefully bigger. Mm-hmm. Different for sure. What about what about the final thing? Is he still not allowing Dibby to sometimes be in the same space and he sort of shoes her away? So I think she's a bit frustrated with that, that there is still a little bit of kind of shooing her away from the bed or something like that. Yeah. So lives more in the hallway space. Yeah, he has chosen to take over a lot of ownership of objects, key objects in the house. Feels like the couch is one of them, the bed, basically places he can perch upon and lay down, sit or lay down on. Um, the floor space around the couch, uh, it feels like he also owns very much. Um, and there's a region of one section of the corner of the couch where he doesn't want Dibby. So this is all about, he's doing ownership. When I ask, so universe, is there something we can say or do to help him see that Dibby needs shared space? Um, so Paul, I'm being told that Timmy's your cat anyway, so you need to again talk out loud to Timmy and, and basically say, hey, this isn't kind, it's not gentle or sweet 
to Dibby and I want you to soften and allow her to walk wherever she wants to walk. Um, I would also have you say to him, both of you, that hey, you don't own the couch, you don't own the bed, you don't own <laughs> the space around the floor of the couch. We do. We're the people. We choose to share it with all of you cats. Mm-hmm. I, interesting that you say that. It just sparked this in my mind. And maybe we think as humans, if we do, and maybe we don't in this family, but, you know, kind of humans kind of think, oh, I have my favorite, oh, that's my cat. For whatever reason, he or she listens to me more or, or things like that. Do, do you think that the cats have any sense that they have favorites or is that not, is that not something that works with cats? Oh, they absolutely do have favorites. Oh, yeah, they have favorites. Just like we humans will bond with certain people over others, we connect with them on a certain level, and we can't always explain why that person became our friend within five minutes of of talking to them, and that person over there will never be able to be their friend. Yeah, no, animals are the same way. They create bonds and relationships, and the reasons are all different. Um, When I asked Timmy, why do you feel, he feels that he's here for you, Paul, when I ask why more so than Robin, um, he just says we connect. We've got this, he says this male energy going through us that he feels is a bit of a common thread between the two of you. To a degree, you both have an independent streak. To a degree, you can both be at times very social. So he kind of um, understands you. And as a result, he feels like you, to some degree, understand him because of that commonality. Okay. He says Dibby's more like Robin. Chippy's more yeah. like Robin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Good. And Chippy's just our superhero cat. He is, well, uh, Timmy says he's perfect in every way. He's just easy. He's the ideal cat. Um, and Timmy totally respects him. Mm-hmm. And I, I, this is, I guess this is, again, a very, I just really don't know. And it could be a kind of unfair question. I'm, I'm not sure whether there's, there's an answer to this. Do, do any of the cats have any sense that if there's something that they tell us to which they're very concerned about, whether for us, if they're concerned about something for us, about themselves, is there any particular way that they have this to communicate to us, or do we do we don't know? Is that... I'm, I'm sorry, that's a very vague question, isn't it? No, you're fine. I get it. So, um, Timmy is once again volunteering to answer. He says, we use body language to tell you many things. He says, our fear, our reaction, our... He says, even my bullishness towards Sister Dibby, he says, tells you information about what I think about her and what I don't think without you hearing my thoughts as Danielle's doing right now telepathically. He says body language tells you a lot, he says, but it doesn't tell you the whole story. Um, He says that sometimes we do things as a way of what may look like upsetting our people because we're trying to get information across and you just aren't hearing us with your mind. He says, so body language is certainly the way we speak. Now, now, um, who is speaking? Chippy is speaking now. What do you want to say? He says, with that said, he says, I'm just piggybacking on what Timmy said. Not all humans understand cat culture or the cat language. We have this own language. Uh, di- or, yes, Chippy is saying. 
between cat to cat and that's beyond telepathy. It is body language. He says, and humans sometimes don't like our body language. He says, in the cat culture world, Timmy peeing on like a fake plant in the house or you know, on the side wall of the house or something, you know, the inside wall. He says, there's nothing wrong with that out in cat culture. He says, because it's happening in a domestic environment, in a home with people, you humans have a cultural rule that peeing in the house in your culture is wrong or rude. He says, so you don't like it. And that's, he says, where conflict can occur between the cultures. He says, asking us helps us to explain, and asking, in other words, guys, he's doing, he's talking about through a telepathic session like this, is one way of asking us to explain why we choose to do what we do. Um, Chippy's saying, Timmy is in struggle and trying to keep balance and harmony within his body. He has been in this space um, that is, again, he agrees, too small for that particular active cat. He says, Chippy says, I just kind of, Chippy's an old soul, so he kind of just takes everything in stride, whether it be a small space, large space. So what bothers Chippy, basically it's nothing, nothing bothers this cat, is very different than what bothers Timmy and Dibby. Mm-hmm. If, if they, that's interesting because you raise another point, which is when they, when they kind of do things which is, of course, peeing in places that we don't like, and they pee in many places that we don't like. And it's, of course, within, within for us humans, it's, sometimes it can be something that we, you know, we, we don't really like. Um, and perhaps we just shout and we kind of, you know, we don't know how to explain it. Um, again, I'm not sure whether I have a question or it's very vague. But Timmy, I know that he has recently, over the last number of months, uh, peed down the wall for a number of reasons, and I haven't shouted at him. Um, but I'm, I'm not sure what to do about this if I find out about this. I'm, I suspect that, of course, shouting at him does no good whatsoever. But if you find things like that, do you know how how you should go about asking a cat why he's done that, or just like we're doing now? Yep, exactly. Maybe. Right, what we're doing right now. It's it's kind of yeah. talking to them, asking where they stand physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, what we can do to assist them. You know, you with that, you, you certainly shouldn't shout at them not. at all. No, it's not. No. It it no, just like shouting at a child who makes an error. They they they're doing the best they can with what they have to work with, what they understand up to that point. It's probably not shouting. It's probably not going to change anything. Um, I know Robin and I have talked about this in the past. I believe with Timmy, it might have been a while ago, a year ago or so. Um, but yeah, so. Yeah. So at this point, we probably do need to end because we are a little bit past time. Um, but, you know, key thought here, Paul, is just do... do I don't know if, if the behavior with Timmy is going to change at this point or not, but what, what he did say that was key to me anyway is more balance, more relaxation in the home, and that comes from you guys. You guys got to be the leaders of yourselves in that regard, and that will have a ripple effect to some degree, certainly on all of them. And, and especially on Timmy. Okay. okay. Thank you, Danielle. That's wonderful. I think that's a lot of information. And I'm also hoping that, you know, something better will come out of it for Debbie so she gets a little bit more space and more access to me as well. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Well, you're welcome. And I'm going to thank all your cats <laughs> and just send them all and both of you my love. Thank you. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Nice yeah. talking with you, Paul. Take care, Robin. Give me 24 yeah. hours, Robin, and I'll send the um, recording to your email. Right. Thank you. Thanks sure. so much, Danielle. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.